Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Wednesday morning. Trust everybody slept well last night and ready to hit the day running. Appreciate each and every one of you who tune in every day to watch our uh, this morning devotion. Appreciate everybody who tunes in every day and watches these devotions, okay? <laughs> Get it out here in a second. I tell you what, getting up at four in the morning, it just, uh, your mind just don't want to yeah, at least my don't. Uh, of course, I'm on some new blood pressure medication. I'm just like um, uh, in a fog or something. It just feels weird. But anyway, uh, it, I know a lot of people watch sometimes live uh, when it airs. And I know it's a lot of people watch throughout the day. So uh, whether wherever you're at in that category, I, I just want to say thank you for supporting this ministry and uh, being a part of this and uh, starting your day off in the right direction. And uh, so good morning to Angel Dixon, Brandy Young, Ginger Hood, Jennifer Honeycutt. Appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in and uh, joining us this morning. All right, without any further ado, let us uh, stand and say our Pledge of Allegiance. To thank, imagine that people actually stand for the flag. It's, it's hard, it's sad that that's getting to become a rarity. Let's get over here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Good morning, Darlene Berger. You know, uh, of course, everything dominating the news is this uh, Barry, what was his name, Gwen Barry, uh, that uh, came in third place. And yet it overshadowed uh, the women who busted their fannies and uh, received a first and second place prize. But that's what it was about. She's grandstanding. She wanted attention, and that's what she got. And to kind of find out uh, she's being funded by some, uh, what are the Black Lives Matter or some of these activists that are out there. You know, and here she's trying to prove a point that, that America is racist and uh, that it is things need to be changed and within the social construct or whatever baloney she's pushing out there. But I don't know if you all realize or not. But see, here she's propagating that uh, there's inequality in America and I'm not standing for the national anthem because the third stanza is about slavery. So, you know, we're going to get that here in just one second. But take a look at something. You know, you have crapper neck out there whining and complaining about uh, inequality and injustice when he was adopted adopted by two white people who helped him and encouraged him, and nobody didn't even know who he was or even made it to the NFL if it hadn't been for these individuals who encouraged him to help him. But we're racist. You look at the Olympics. You look at someone like um, uh, Owens who. Uh, uh, crushed uh, racial barriers, uh, Jesse Owens who crushed racial barriers uh, like never one else before him. But even Gwen Berry, now get this now, she has uh, 13 uh, brothers and sisters. She got pregnant at age 15 and gave birth, but still yet won a scholarship to a university and was able to make it onto the Olympic team. <laughs> you know, I mean, she overcomes some very great odds that she would not have been able to in any other country. Instead of showing pride and gratitude, she is an ingrate who shows disrespect to our flag and to our country. And as Dan Crenshaw said, and I agree with him wholeheartedly, she should be booted from the Olympic team. No ifs, ands, or buts. But here's the thing here. One of the things that um, uh, keeps coming up, whether it's Gwen Berry or any other 
activist, I'm trying to be nice, uh, was that uh, uh, the Star Spangled Banner, our national anthem, is racist, okay? And, uh, and I'm trying to say that as, as smart-alecky as I can because it ticks me off because I love our country. All right, now this... What I'm reading here, all right, the New York Times, one of the most liberal, okay, so it's not some biased conservative group that I'm reading this from. This is from the New York Times. Y'all know it's probably one of the most liberal news organizations out there. All right. In reference to our national anthem, the social context of the song comes from the age of slavery, but the song itself isn't about slavery, and it doesn't treat whites differently from blacks. The reference to slaves is what's, uh, Gwen Berry is referencing. She said this is about slaves and this is disrespectful. Uh, apparently she needs to have some education on this. The reference to slave is about the use and in some sense the manipulation of black Americans to fight for the British with a promise of freedom. The American forces included African Americans as well as whites. Their term free men whose heroism was celebrated in the four stanza would have encompassed both. I don't think people who were afraid of offending African Americans, but of offending the British, <laughs> it was their blood that was that has washed out their foul footsteps pollution, as the third verse puts it. But I mean, when we came allies in World War One, really started reversing course. So you see, this wasn't it had anything to do in slavery in uh, our country. It was talking about the, the British who were enslaving. African Americans and promised them freedom and was not carrying it through. But the what this was referencing was all men, no matter of color, race, or creed, was able to fight for the freedom of our country, and that's why we're able to sing this national anthem uh, in unison because we understand this is a freedom for all men, women, and children. And so she so it shows her lack of education and understanding not only her but all these other liberal. Uh, activists that are out there they don't care about history people they don't care about our country they don't care uh, about what we stand for they have an agenda that they're trying to push and which boils down to socialism which leads to communism oppression it is only about power and keeping us under their heel and you know and I, i'm sick to death of, the, of this racist baloney that's being propagated just like i shared a video here not too long ago it showed an african-american man who said i am not oppressed he said i he more or less was talking about how he came out of poverty street conditions and now he's a very successful doctor he worked his fanny off and that's the problem too many don't want to put any work into anything they want everything handed to them that's why you got all these jobs now that nobody wants because the government's paying them to stay home which what is that that's socialism so and uh, uh so you know when you hear this uh, hopefully i uh, just let a little bit of research will educate you so that when you somebody tries to get in your face and say, well, that song, National Anthem, is racist, you say, no, it is not racist, and that reference to slavery was in regards to the British. So get your facts straight. But that's just it. The, fa the, uh, the liberal mindset does not run on facts, but on emotion. So keep that in mind. Good morning, Karen Smith. All right, now that I'm done uh, a history lecture, <laughs> let us look at our Bible verse this morning. And Psalm 139, 23 through 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me, and I lead, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Can't talk today, guys. I'm going to read that one more time. I apologize. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. All right. Praise this. Praise the Lord. And thank the Lord for this good reading this morning. You know, 
Um, it's sometimes, as I said before, uh, the Christian walk can be lonely. Uh, sometimes you feel like you're the only one maybe going through a certain circumstance or situation, and uh, you don't feel like maybe nobody else is uh, maybe going through that. Uh, a lot of Christians, unfortunately, have a lot of uh, high and mighty attitudes and have a lack of humility and are easy to look down on other people. And, you know, if you're one of those individuals who have this high and mighty attitude, you know, don't forget what God's Word says. Don't worry about the splinter in your brother's eye, but the plank in your own eye. You know, uh, uh, something uh, my mom told me growing up, don't worry about anybody else but yourself. And you don't need to be sitting there, you know, condemning everybody else for what they're doing when you have problems of your own. Now, with that said, you know, that uh, comes into to play uh, the erroneous use of judging. Uh, well, I'm not supposed to judge. My daddy said not to judge, or my mom said to judge, and I don't judge. I mean, come on, all right. You know, we all make judgment calls every day, all right. If there was no judgment, uh, we'd have empty prisons right now. We had to make judgment between right and wrong, and, and uh, God's word tells us to judge, but to judge righteously by the same way we ourselves will be judged. But what I'm talking about is that looking down your nose at somebody else, you know, just like we look at God's word and we see the uh, uh, publican who is uh, on his knees and he's praying, you know, God forgive me for what a what a sinner I am, coming to God in all humility. And uh, then you have the Pharisee looking down at him and said, I'm glad I was like this wretched creature over here. You, know, you get a lot of condescending attitudes uh, within the Christian community, and that's wrong. We need to go before God in humility and ask for forgiveness. And we you know we deal each and every day, a lot of people deal with anxiety. You know, I, I have mixed emotions in regards to uh, how people uh, treat anxiety. If you think medication is where you need to be, uh, then do that. If you've prayed about it, you feel like that's where that would help you in the short term. Uh, that's you know I got no problem with that. Uh, and now, if you have a chemical imbalance, uh, severe OCD, things like that, you know, obviously you need to be on uh, medication. I don't condemn that. It's not sinful to be on medicine. But that's what it's there for to help us. But I think too many people turn to that as an alternative instead of seeking out the Lord, instead of letting the Lord take care of their anxiety. You know, it's one of the, uh, you've heard me uh, quote the verse, Philippians 4, 6, 7, many, 4, chapter, chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, many times because that is what where we need to place our trust and hope in, not medication, but the fact that to, God's Word tells us to be anxious for nothing, that by prayer and supplication, of course, be made known unto God. So we know that God hears our prayers. He instills in us that peace. But we, we need to put our faith not in man, and but in God. And so you know, a lot of people deal with anxiety right now. A lot of people deal with depression right now. And so we see this this verse here in Psalm 139. We see that you know, David is crying out, don't remember the sins of my youth, you know, don't remember the things of my past, and, and I think that's a prayer that a lot of us can relate to, Lord, please, please don't remember the things we have done in the past, please forgive me my sins, you know, God knew us before we were formed in the womb, God is there for us, he is omnipresent, omniscient, he's everywhere, he's all-knowing, and he wants to be an active part of it in our lives, and he, oh, he wants to be in every nuance of our lives, and we need to allow that to happen in order for us to grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally, we need to have that close relationship with Christ Jesus and you know like I said if you're dealing with a severe OCD or anxiety you know it, it can be overwhelming 
Uh, it can, you know, a lot of people who who have not battled these those types of things or uh, depression. It's hard for others to relate to that. You know, some you know you have people out there who have no understanding. We well, just need to get over it. You just need to not think about it. You know, it's not that easy when you have that uh, those, those kind of emotions uh, or mental attacks, if you will, uh, and to just simply say just don't think about it. It's not that easy. But whether it's that or any other spiritual aspect, we've got to turn it over to God and focus on Him, not the situation, not the problem, but the problem solver. In the sense that, you know, when you start to feel that anxiety coming on, you can feed that anxiety and keep focusing on things that you know are going to make that anxiety that much higher. The same thing with depression, anger, whatever. You can focus on those things you know is going to increase or make that worse. Or you can reverse course and say, no. Today, don't worry about tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. Today, I'm not focusing on this. Today, I'm focusing on the Lord. Today, I'm focusing on Jesus Christ. Today, I want to focus on how I can please Him and take those steps slowly each and every day, understanding and knowing that God is there and He wants to help us. And uh, sometimes that is easier, more easily said than done, but that's the, the, the first steps of action we have to take is focusing on the Lord. And uh, so it, we have to redirect. You know, the devil is a master manipulator. He knows how to redirect our focus. And uh, But you have to take it a day at a time and just focus on the things of God. And he'll get you through it. Now, you know, in our world of modern technology, um, you know, we have exploratory surgeries. We have, uh, unfortunately, because of cancer, and we have to find ways to eradicate that cancer and, and to, uh, uh, you know, best way to, for treatment. Sometimes the treatment can be worse than the disease. But nonetheless, we have this technology and we have to take advantage of it. Well, same thing. Uh, spiritually, we need to have that same type of exploratory surgery. Uh, point number one is we ask God to reveal sin directly to us. Okay, uh, This simply means inviting God to explore the landscape of our lives and relationships in order to reveal to us those actions and attitudes that we need to deal with directly. Second, we invite testing to reveal our true character Third, we ask for conviction of anything displeasing to him. Fourth, we ask for his guidance to get out of sinful patterns, switch over to clean ones that are right for him. So again, confessing that sin, recognizing those problems, addressing those issues, and tackling those issues so that you can be better spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Point two, we place ourselves under the microscope of Scripture. Scripture is like spiritual radiation, treatment to kill the cancerous cells of sin. Like patience, we must submit to it and accept any loss. It may be a few friends rather than popularity or a healthy attitude instead of just losing weight. It may mean exchanging our mental diet of junk to healthy spiritual fiber. You know, right now, you know, of course, you know, everybody wants to be healthy. Everybody's working out. Everybody wants their beach bod. I, uh, uh, I've got my beach bod. I really do. And uh, because uh, I'm, I'm in the shape of a, of a beach ball. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, we've got to uh, make sure. See, you know, there's a lot of anemic Christians out there. There are people out there who are starving for the word and don't even realize it. They're anorexic. But we need, that's why the God's word is called the bread of life. Okay, that's why it's called the bread of life. We need this nourishment to help us each and every day to bring about uh, the understanding of changes that need to be made in our lives. This is how God 
talks to us. So we need to have those healthy attitudes. If you're watching and listening to things that are ungodly, that's going to be a direct reflection on how you react spiritually. So we need to make sure that we're staying indulged in the things of Jesus Christ. Point three, we kill sin by the piercing, uh, by, I'm sorry, we will kill sin by the piercing vision of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit makes us aware of the sins that need to be eliminated. He will let you as God's man clearly know whether something isn't right under the hood. This is why we learn to recognize his voice and obey it promptly. So when you're diving into God's word and you're truly in, in humility seeking out the things of God each and every day with prayer and scripture reading, it helps you to identify problem areas that need to be addressed. You know, just like a mechanic. You can call a mechanic and say, hey, my car is making this type of noise and acting this way. Well, a mechanic, because he is an expert in his field, can say, well, based on what you've told me, it sounds to me like you need an alignment. You may need some tie rods. You need, you know, he knows exactly what to look for when he hears those problem areas within your car. What do you, do you know what to look for when you hear those problem areas in your spiritual life? We need to be so in tune with the things of God that when uh, our spiritual engine is making acting up and making noises we don't know what they are we seek out god's word and we can recognize those problem areas so we know how to fix and address those uh spiritual mechanical issues uh to uh to fix that so that we run more efficiently spiritually so my friends sometimes we have to take that uh, spiritual exploratory surgery and get to the quick of the matter and to understand what needs to be addressed and understand that we need to confess our sins understanding that we have god on our side understanding that uh he sends the Holy Spirit, the Paracletos, to help us in times of trouble, in times of need, to guide us and direct us. But the only way we can do these things is recognize the, the, the filter of junk that we need to get out is by staying in God's Word every day, having that quiet time with the Lord every day. As I said, I appreciate those who watch each and every morning. That's a wonderful thing. I'm glad you joined me in the mornings and to start your day in the right direction. But And, and it's great that you have couples devotional time. That's good, too. But you need, don't neglect your personal quiet time with the Lord, spending that time in prayer, spending that time in the Word, and, and having that a, a direct relationship between you and Christ Jesus. My friends, we are in these last days. There's too many apathetic, complacent Christians out there who are, are unwilling to stand up for what is right because they are in fear of, uh, of, of not getting the affirmation they want from the world. They're afraid of offending. They're afraid of hurting. We have to get past that. As I said, we don't beat people with the family Bible. We speak the truth and love. But at the same time, we have to stand our ground on the firm foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the world may hate us for it. And God's word said they would hate us for it because why? They first hated him. So it's no surprise that they will hate us or persecute us or look down upon us. That's part of it. But I'd rather be pleasing God than please man. And that's where we're going to have to be. We're going to have to get on fire for the Lord, get our families back at church, get excited about the things of God, and quit worrying about the, uh, the, the, what society and culture may think or say because it's always going to be in contradiction to the things of God's Word. My friends, my encouragement for you today is to get excited, get on fire, take that spiritual pulse, get in there and, and do that exploratory surgery, if you will. But understand, God is with you. Good times, bad times, whatever it may be, God is there. And he will never leave you, and he will never forsake you. The world will let you down, people will let you down, but God will never let you down. And that's why I always like that uh, poem about the footprints, uh, because, uh, you know, so many times it feels like, you know, God, where was you at? You know, I was by, and that's the time God was, was carrying us, and that's why you only see one single set of footprints in the sand. So, uh, you know what, I don't know what you all are dealing with today, but just give it over to the Lord and take it a day at a time, and uh, God will get you through uh, this little thing called life. <laughs> let us pray. 
Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day, your grace and your mercy. Lord, I don't know what everybody is battling with. We all have a battle. We all have weaknesses. We all have things that we're having to deal with each and every day. I pray for peace, comfort, and encouragement. Lord, help us, Lord Jesus, to recognize those issues that need work. And help us, Lord Jesus, to grow in the closer, nurturing relationship uh, with you, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord Jesus, to walk as close with you as Enoch did. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, as I pray every morning, be with our nation, its leaders, president, vice president, let them come to know you before it's too late. Uh, Lord, I just want to lift up a special prayer for uh, Daisy Side. And Lord, I pray that the swelling will go down in her brain. Uh, Lord, I pray that you will bring health and, and vitality uh, to this young lady. And uh, Lord, nothing's impossible for you. Lord, I pray healing for her, peace and comfort for her family. Lord, I pray for Ron Thompson and Roger Winters. Uh, I pray that you be with Wendy Lee and Kim Penix. I pray for good results for Ginger Hood. and pray that you be with Troy and Linda David Feathers and uh, Larry and Donna Knight and Jane Kitchings and uh, all those who have lost, dealing with family loss, uh, Lord, would you bring peace and comfort to them. Lord, be with us, lead us, God, and protect us till we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. It's always a pleasure to uh, get up and uh, appreciate you joining me. And uh, thank you, Christy. Appreciate uh, those kind words. I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.